0: My name's Nicole. I'm Brenna. I'm Reed. And this is
1: Fick Click.
2: This is a podcast where we talk about fan fiction. Each episode the three of us individually bring a fic to talk about. Um, hey Nick. Yes. Tell our beautiful, lovely ficlets what you brought for this episode. I will. This episode
0: I brought So You Think It Can Dance Veil vale by Opal Song and Sear. It is a Ruby fic. Um, technically a So You Think It Can Dance crossover, like Nigel shows up. So I think it counts even if it's not tagged that way. Bren, what did you bring?
1: Yeah, mine is The Absolutely True Story of the Yiling Patriarch, A Manifesto in Many Parts by Aubrey Lee. Um, it is a fic for the C-drama The Untamed, um, set directly post-canon. It's very fun.
2: Uh, Reid, what did you bring? My fic for this episode is A Hat Fashioned from Tinfoil by Disco Wing. It is a DC Comics fic. I'm pumped. Yeah. I am, I am a DC Comics expert. So am mm-hmm. I. Me too. I think we're all about the same level on this one. Well. <laughs> well. <laughs> God, it's kind of scary that I'm the expert of the three of us because. Uh, you love to see it. But hey, before we get into our fix, uh-huh. um, Bren, you had sent us some pretty interesting stats on AO3.
1: Yeah, Uh, so I just noticed when I logged on to our favorite website, AO3, the other day um, that they had published some stats um, a couple days ago now when we're recording this. They published them on May 9th. We're recording today on May 12th. Um, But they were just like a look behind the scenes at their numbers from like the last number of months. Um, I think we all sort of were anticipating that AO3 traffic would probably go up um, during the global pandemic and especially because so many people are spending more time at home um, than normal. Yeah, um, it was just really interesting to see the actual numbers and like see the charts and graphs that they put up. Um, They had some showing both like daily traffic over the different... Uh, the last four months of 2020 so far. Um, they also had one showing like new comments um, per day, which I thought was really interesting, uh, and just like other sort of info that really shows the increased usage of the site, as well as like um, one of the other graphs that they had posted was one showing sort of yearly growth, and I thought that one was particularly interesting because um, it sort of shows that they've grown each year since 2012, like, by a significant amount. And a lot of those years of growth were, like, pretty uh, even between years. And then the jump up for 2020 and the jump up for, like, Mm -hmm. the sort of middle to end of February of 2020 is wild. Like, I really enjoyed looking at that one in particular.
2: Yeah, it's so interesting. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the pod, but I have an Excel sheet where I keep track of pretty much every fic I read. I'm not like, I try to be pretty good about keeping up with it, but I'm not like always the most consistent, especially if I'm reading like a bunch of short fics or like Tumblr fics or whatever. But it's like pretty accurate to how much I've been reading. Um, And looking at my stats, uh, the amount of words that I read between February and March, I went from um, about like 300,000 words worth of fic in February to 600,000 in March <laughs> and then to um 900,000 in April. Let's go May. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. May i aiming for a million.
2: <laughs> um I could I could have hit it honestly in April if I had really been dedicated yeah. to reading some like 100k fix at the end of the month there. But um yeah I mean it is like it's it's like you said ben, like we were expecting the numbers to go up but it's really interesting to look at them both like reflected site wide and then for myself like to see my own personal numbers like Oh, I knew I was reading more fic. I didn't realize exactly how drastic that jump was. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like I am really not much of a numbers person to be honest. So I really liked seeing things laid out in graphs. I think it made it a lot more accessible for me to like really see the actual impact because it's a little bit mind breaking. Like Bren said, the yearly growth chart, the way it spikes, like it is hard to fathom. Because <laughs> I think people were already using Ao3 a lot. <laughs> Oh, man, yeah, that and, like, the way that the daily comments went up so much, like, what, from 70,000 to 100,000-ish from January to April? Yeah, that's not insignificant at all. Um, and I wonder, like, uh, do we have stats on amount of fic posted, comparatively, or are people just commenting more? Average daily works? Yeah, not by that much. Like, a decent amount, 3,700 to about 4,500 per day. Um I like this idea that like people are commenting more and like connecting more with each other online, which like is a thing that we've seen across lots of different platforms, but it's fun to see it on AO3, which I never really thought of as like social media or like a place to make friends until this lad sitting next to me,
2: <laughs> this lad, hello, you know,
0: like it, just, it doesn't seem like it would be a place where you can do that, you know, um, mm-hmm. but you have to be very intentional. And so it's cool to see, I think, people bringing some of that intentionality forward now. I mean, I can't guarantee that, like, maybe some of those are flame comments, in which case, (laughs) never (laughs) mind, please stop. Do not flame authors.
1: I think it's definitely rewarding to, like, look at that graph in particular and see that it's not just that, like, readership has gone up, um, but it's that people are actually, like, engaging more as well now that we have more time. I also thought it was interesting, too, and this is something that they note, but, um, AO3 got blocked in China on February 29th, um, which, like, removed a big chunk of AO3's user base. Um, And you can definitely see this in uh, sort of a graph they have of daily traffic through the different months. But I think it's incredible that, like, despite the drop um, sort of at the beginning of March because of that, like, the graph for April is still far above either of those three because I think that just shows that, like, the growing user base or even just the sort of increased, um, use from the original user base has not only made up for the lack of like viewership because of it being blocked in China, but also like just increased beyond that as well. Um, cause I think if you were just looking at that without even knowing that it had been, um, blocked in China and that, that, uh, those users had lost access to it, um, you'd be impressed by the growth in April, but I think like that adds another dimension to the numbers as well.
0: Mhm. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that like people seem to be very like aware of this. Um they did their annual donation drive and it doubled in like a yeah. day, a couple days their goal. Like it was absolutely wild. I don't know what the ah.
2: whoa Yeah, so their initial goal was um 130,000 and uh when they ended it it was at 458,000. Mhm. That's a lot of money. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, like, well-deserved. Yeah. I
1: think I was also thinking about how, like, we wouldn't be able to do those podcasts without AO3, and, like, even though we don't make money off of it, I was like, wow, I feel like I've gotten even more out of it in my past sort of, like, year of using it than I had totally. in, like, previous years, and I wanted to, like, make some contribution back to them even though it wasn't a lot of money because I don't have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> if I did, they'd get more of it, but alas. Sure.
0: <laughs> this episode, we... Did not intentionally bring fics that had, like, lots of similarities, but we somehow managed to, I think, accidentally orchestrate a theme episode.
2: Very fun for us.
0: I'm not sure how that happened, Um, but we did. I think all of these fics have some element of, like, fandom existing within the world of the fic. Um, And, like, that's the perspective the stories are told from or the framework that they're told within, which I had a blast reading and listening to, honestly. I'm really excited to get into them more thoroughly, but I do think it is legitimately very funny that we were all like, here we go. Oh,
2: (laughs) wow, me too. Because when we pick our fix, like, we don't really consult with one another until, like, maybe the day before. If that, if it's like, hey, I'm between, like, two fix. like, which of these, like, do you guys think, like, you'd be most interested in reading or whatever? But for the most part, we all kind of just, like go off and come back and we're like all right I found a thing and so we like scavenge off into the woods yeah we bring (laughs) we come back for show and tell yeah no it was very fun though that we accidentally cobbled together this theme and the that it was like very very enjoyable to read and listen to all of these fics um and just feel so immersed in fandom
1: yeah this is like a theme I genuinely really enjoy reading I we were talking about this before we started recording like is there a term for like this trope we don't think so <laughs> and also Not like I like, was like, kind this of way I don't think yeah I was definitely explore slightly like different aspects of what it can mean to sort of depict fandom in fic or like have fandom exist in fic um like I mine is tagged in universe rpf um but I don't think that would apply <laughs> to the other two <laughs> No, <laughs> but like that's something that I've always found like very fun to read I think those stories often tend a little bit like goofier or lighthearted um even if like not everything about it is goofy or lighthearted but i can think of a few off the top of my head that i've read where like characters write rpf or find rpf or where characters like exist in another fandom which i think can be really fun too i can think of some notable works i remember reading in both the merlin and sherlock fandoms where like the characters are in fandoms Mm -hmm. for other adaptations of their source
2: material oh my god <laughs> oh my god yeah
1: um yeah very fun I there's a Merlin one that I'm sure some of our lovely thicklets will know what I'm talking about that I think I want to bring eventually it's also like a perfect little time capsule of what fandom looked like at that like at that time which I think was probably like 2009 or something <laughs> um, <laughs> yikes okay um but <laughs> Very fun, this fit kind of brought me back to some of those too, which I really enjoyed um and I think it's also just like rewarding to see how inventive creators can be and like how i think I think things like this really give people a chance to like bring in some of like the aspects that they love about their fandom experiences in a way that I think is just like delightful
0: well, I think too, like even when we were coming up with exactly what we wanted this pod to look like we were very very adamant about the fact that we were not going to be bringing fic on here to mock and we mm-hmm. we're not going to be bringing fandom forward to something that was like funny and quirky and weird and like something that like we were above or like outside of in some way and I mean I think our positioning within fandom <laughs> made it very easy <laughs> to speak from inside of it but like I love that there's fic where it is celebrated in that way and it's like fun and it's not like some like random person who like I Mm -hmm. guess has technically heard of fanfic once who's like ha 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 like look at this freaky nonsense (laughs) like hello (laughs) or honestly
2: even like even I don't know when fic might get mentioned in a more mainstream way even when it's not like overtly mocking like you can tell when someone is in fandom versus when someone isn't even if it's not like look at this weird thing it could be like oh and fan fiction like the the fan fiction the fan fiction um yeah i don't know it's it is i think you can tell pretty clearly when something comes from like a place of love and being Mm. inside fandom versus looking out like on the outside looking in regardless of whether it's well-intentioned or not
1: yeah i think there's also something to be said about like not just coming from the inside but like making something for the fans who are also inside it Mm -hmm. like i know one thing we talked about when we were sort of like deciding how we wanted this pod to be is that we didn't want to sort of be like a vox explainer for people of fandom or like fanfic even if like because I think there are articles like that that I've read and stuff that are definitely not poorly intentioned and some of them might have been written by people who have fandom experience but they're still designed to sort of be explaining it to someone who doesn't and we really Mm -hmm. wanted this to like be for other fans who like are inside fandom and I think reading these fics has a similar feeling to that where it's like you don't necessarily need to have had the exact same fandom experience as, like, the author to understand it, but there are these sort of, like, little, like, wink-wink, nudge-nudge at other people Mm -hmm. who, like, have experienced similar things.
0: Totally. And I think, like, the the reason that these fics even exist in the form that they do is because the authors are inside a fandom. This could Mm -hmm. not exist anywhere else and be written by anybody else or created by anybody else, which I really loved.
1: Yeah! Do we want to get into them? Let's!
0: My fic for this episode is "So You Think You Can Dance" veil vale by Opal Song and Seer. I do not have any content warnings for this fic. It is an audio fic, and it was made for audio. Uh, we actually did another fic like this in episode 11. Dreary is responsible for Super Hullock. Um, that's <laughs> the name of the episode, not the fic. <laughs> Uh, the fic is a hockey RPF fic and it is called I Don't Wanna Think Anymore um, which is really great. I recommend listening to it if you haven't, but um, this fic is a little bit different. So the fandom is Ruby. That's RWBY all caps Ruby. Um, it is an animated series from the company Rooster Teeth. It is anime adjacent, I would say. It's like got like a kind of 3D animation style to it. Um, the important stuff that you need to know is that it takes place or at least it it begins to take place at a school where all of these like kids with extraordinary abilities get together and practice hunting demons essentially and they get put on teams and one of the teams is team ruby Um, so all the characters that are referenced in this fic are characters from the show many of whom are on teams together um, so the pairings usually match up characters on the same team Um, it's fun Good, good little show. I haven't seen all of it, but I've seen most of it. Um, and definitely have seen everything that was out when this fic was created a little while ago. The other fandom, technically, I guess, is this a fandom that you could um, attribute to this fic is So You Think You Can Dance, a hit reality show where dancers compete against each other to be America's favorite dancer. It's like American Idol, but if they're dancing, essentially, like you can really see the influence that well, it had.
2: So- listen if yuletide has taught me anything it's that uh anything That's can be true. a fandom if, there, if there's like 14th century not gregorian anything. monks not ooh,
0: anything yeah
2: i know where you're going with there this. is
0: zero fan fiction for 2001 show the mole okay i just want to make
1: that very clear i mean not Nick, everything you can is a prompt fandom. it for yuletide like then it will, will
0: be one be change you wish to
1: see in the world yeah, what if
0: i get matched what if the only the only fandom i put is the mole so that they can't match me <laughs> on <beyond> anything else <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, I mean, the other day I found um, a, a fic that fandom was Amazon Prime commercials in my Marked for Later, so... Oh, congrats. What
2: does that even look
1: like? I don't know, I haven't read it.
0: Yeah, let us know, Bren. <laughs> you know, I, I
2: say this, but, like, I did, um, early... Yesterday. yesterday. Yesterday I did... Or earlier today. Honestly, time is meaningless, but I did read a fic for... Griffin McElroy's Uh. um Nuzlocke run written from the perspective of his Pidgeot so see if I didn't already know what you were talking about that would mean
0: literally (laughs) nothing to me
2: Uh, Um. that's
1: the beauty of fandom
2: truly sorry Nick not to No, it's
0: okay yeah so you can dance um yeah one of the judges is mentioned here um and like the show format is followed very very carefully um, I don't know. It's really fun. It's neatly done. The, you can really tell that the um, creators of this work are very familiar both with Ruby and with So You Think You Can Dance. Um, so I have a lot to talk about with this, but I wanted to ask the two of you. This was a very out there <laughs> pick. Uh, what did you think of it?
1: Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I, I think I said this before in the same episode where we talked about. Um, the hockey RPF audio fic. Uh, but I don't typically listen to a lot of audio fic or pod fic. Um, but I feel like I'm slowly listening to more, mostly thanks to Nick. Um, but this is really fun. I It reminded me a lot of one of my favorite podcasts that doesn't exist anymore Rose Buddies. Rip, Rose Buddies. Mm-hmm. Totally. I loved you. <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah. So, like, I I found myself, like, very easily endeared, I think, to this audio fic because of that. And I also just, like, I think fics, or sorry, I think podcasts like that, that sort of, like, recap, um, like, reality TV, TV shows are such, like, a fun niche. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about Ruby. I did not know any of the characters. So, I kind of floated <laughs> along through this, like, mostly thinking about format and structure and, like the cool things that the author was doing with that and like the differences between a podcast versus like an audio fic that's made to resemble a podcast and stuff like that um but it was really enjoyable and like i think the one of the things i really liked about it is the author talks like at the end in sort of like the author's notes about having done uh, a similar so you think you can dance like fandom sp- I don't even know what to call this fandom spinoff audio pick um, <laughs> for like a different fandom I unfortunately cannot remember which one they said um but they talked about setting it like during a finale episode of the of the fictional so you think you can dance season uh versus this one being set in i think episode 4 of ruby's fictional um so you think you can dance season and i just really enjoyed listening to them talk about like the difficulties of like the differences between those and um like what picking different points within a season of reality tv um like what challenges that brought up um also this is kind of like set i feel like during my favorite point in time of watching a season of reality tv like episodes in um, so the pool of contestants has been narrowed a little bit but there's still quite a few people um lef- like left in the running uh, you're sort of starting to find out more about people's like personalities backstories all that kind of stuff is starting to get revealed you're starting to be able to get a sense of like who your favorites and least favorites are gonna be um, yeah i feel like I, when I was just thinking back to like every season of reality tv i've watched which is a lot um, and how like this is exactly the point that I would, like, want to be listening to a podcast about it, too.
2: Yeah, I had so, so much fun with this. Um, When you first said you were going to bring it, Nick, I was like, hell yeah, both because I really enjoyed the, like, previous made-for-audio fic that we brought, and also because I love Ruby. Um, It's a show very near and dear to my heart, and I say that as someone who, like, forgets it exists for a while, and then I'm like, wow, I'm two (laughs) and a half seasons behind, and then I spend, like, a week catching up. But all the episodes are, like, 20 minutes, and the seasons are, like, 12 episodes long. So, like... Easily. Easily caught up on. Um, it was so fun. I mean, I definitely think it's, like, given that it's, uh, all the characters in So You Think You Can Dance, you don't need to know anything about the show to enjoy it, but there are, like, um, some fun easter eggs sprinkled throughout, like, the, um, f- the group dance that they do at the beginning, um, the music, uh, set to that one is, like, the theme song, probably, I would assume, from the most recent season, um, I think I I looked it up, and the fic came out after the second season had aired. So there was, like, fun little Easter eggs, but, like, it was just very enjoyable on its own. I also, um, I am not as much of a So You Think You Can Dance connoisseur as Nick is, but I have watched... You stan. You stan. Yes. um, As you should. It's a very good show. I've watched a decent amount of it. Um, I also just, like, love, uh, dance shows and, like, dancing videos in general. Um, like, halfway through, or, like, early on in the fic, I think it mentions, like, Uh, A couple doing a Bollywood dance and I stopped and went, um, if you're at all a fan of So You Think You Can Dance, um, you will probably be familiar that there was like a very iconic uh, Bollywood dance the first time they did it in the show in Mm -hmm. season four, I think. Um, that is, like, still, like, if you look up, like, a...
0: Iconic.
2: Oh, yeah. If you look up, like, a So You Think You Can Dance, like, best of compilation, like, that is always there. So I, like, got to the part in the audio fic where it was, like, and this couple did the Bollywood dance, and I just hit pause and then went and tabbed over and watched (laughs) the So You Think You Can Dance Bollywood, um, choreo. Anyway, um, this was also fun because, uh, at the time that I brought the made-for-audio fic, I talked about it on the pod, but, like, I had listened to, like, a couple pod fics, but, like not a whole bunch. Um hey, in the time since I've recorded a podfic. Yes. Um because of Nick, uh Nick is <laughs> as we speak currently in the middle of a of a thing called the Voice Team, like yes. a podcast scavenger hunt type thing, podfic, but yes. Sorry, podfic not podcast. Um a podfic Scavenger Hunt It's a thing. big event
0: where we're all recording an obscene amount of podfic and podfic adjacent content.
2: <laughs> it's been very fun to watch Nick do it. But one of the prompts that they had um for their first week was like rope someone in, someone who's never done a podfic before. So I did that. <laughs> um I was thinking about Bren, you mentioned that as you were listening, you were sort of aware of the differences of like reading something scripted to sound like a podcast versus like what it's like to listen to a podcast. Uh-huh. Um and that was something that I noticed um, when I was recording my podfic was like my reading voice for podfic is and my and my way of approaching it is so different. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I don't honestly I don't think I ever would have done podfic if we hadn't had click. Like I don't think I would have like I don't know like I would have been intimidated by all of like the hurdles that there are sure. to recording a podfic. But I was like Nick was like hey do you want to do this and I was like yeah sure whatever I already spend so many hours of my life speaking about fan fiction, I might as well, like, read some of it. Um, and then I was like, oh, wow, not that I thought this was going to be easy, but, like, boy, the amount of work that goes into podfic, <laughs> but also just the, like, yeah, I don't know, the differences in finding, like, a cadence and a rhythm to reading and, like, how I want to pitch my voice for different characters for dialogue and the absurd amount of time that I spend editing the, like, intro and outro music that, like, <laughs> I didn't need, but I wanted. Um I don't know. Like, all of that was just such an interesting experience. And then when Bren was talking about, because um, we talked a little bit about this before we got in the pod, just, like, noticing those differences in, in what it is like to just sort of speak naturally in a dialogue versus to read something scripted um, definitely stood out to me well, uh, as well. Just, like, having that, I guess, personal point of reference now.
1: I have not recorded Podfic. I probably never will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I doubt I ever will. I... <laughs> Honestly, it was a big hurdle to even get myself to be okay listening to my voice in a podcast. So, but you mic now. I do. Um, but I was just thinking about it from like the side of only ever having recorded a podcast, and like obviously, a uh, like the sort of fictional podcast of of this world, this "So You Think You Can Dance" veil vale world. Um, I can imagine that the the host of this podcast would have notes, would have, like, a pretty thorough outline. Um, like, they're sort of going through the different dances, breaking them down, their reactions, their thoughts on each performance. Uh, so, it's not like they're just completely, like, talking without any sort of, like, uh, planning having been done. But, I mean, we have notes for this podcast. Like, I'm looking at my Google Doc right now of all my notes. <laughs> it's like, I feel like I still don't, like, it's still so clear that we are, saying most of the stuff pretty like in a somewhat like free form way I guess (laughs) like I'm I'm referencing my notes and like the things I had thought about wanting to talk about but I'm rarely like just reading what I've written maybe like once or twice I'll have written out like a little couple sentences or something I want to like actually say pretty much Mm -hmm. like that um but yeah I was just thinking about how interesting it was to listen to someone basically do a podcast episode that didn't fully sound like a podcast. Um, And it's definitely not a criticism at all. It was just like really interesting to see how we can hear the difference between those forms in that way. Like, and, and sort of like, like how we ascribe meaning to like the different like tones of people's voices and like the different way people speak um like it was just in how the author said a few things where I was like yeah like I can tell that they're reading something um also like their their talking speed and stuff like that was different I think than like most of the podcasts I listen to even like how fast I'm talking right now (laughs) (laughs) and I was just thinking about how like in audio media forms like there are all these other cues that like aren't necessarily on a written page that lend meaning to the work um and some of it I think is intended and some of it is just sort of like more inherent to like the medium um and yeah I was kind of thinking about how like how interesting it was to listen to that as someone who like as a podcast where we break stuff down even if it's very different stuff <laughs> um but like to listen to it in this sort of scripted format was just like an interesting experience
0: yeah I mean it reads as fiction um and I don't think the only reason it reads as fiction is because it's about the characters of Ruby being on so you think you can dance <laughs> um, like yeah it's no it is interesting it's it's a different I think when I was trying to create a Work like this. That was something I thought about a lot. And like, I made more work for myself because I went off script trying to keep it a little bit more mm-hmm. like cash. And then I had to go back and fix the transcript, and it was a whole nightmare. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it definitely does feel like a fan work. Um, and I think that actually works in its favor, which mm-hmm. I really appreciated while I was listening.
1: Yeah, because like, even podcasts that have transcripts, like when you're reading it through, you can tell that it was, like, spoken aloud first, probably not scripted. Yeah. And, like, the way people interrupt each other or just sort of their sentence structure, their grammar, all of that, it's right. very different when it's just coming out as, like, spoken first rather than having been premeditated.
0: <laughs> yeah, rarely are you going to write a sentence where you start halfway through, cut yourself off, start again, and then go in a completely different
1: direction. Right, and you're <laughs> like, <else>? um, so... <laughs> but I do that so... a lot of the time.
2: <laughs> Well, that also makes me think a little bit about... Um, that almost makes me think about the free talk at the end of I Don't Want to Think Anymore which is the hockey mm-hmm. made for audio fic where Anapods mm-hmm. was talking about because Calibang had written it and Anapods read it and Annapods said like they had to um, sort of like add in a lot of like pauses and ums like they were trying to figure out how to make the dialogue of that fic f- sound more natural and not like something that was being read because like you don't have like dialogue tag to break things up but also you don't have as we were just saying that natural flow of speech mm-hmm. where you sort of like trip over your words a little bit or pause to think about something and then speak really quickly when you're excited or whatever yeah, yeah. it is um yeah I mean that's that's something Anapod talked about too was just sort of like how do I make this scripted thing sound a little bit less scripted but mm-hmm. like yeah I also don't think it's a bad thing that you can tell that it's being read like yeah yeah I definitely it's not part of the, the format that it's being presented in I was thinking it's about very that digestible
1: yeah sorry I don't know. I was gonna say, like, I was thinking about that, too, like, actually, when I was writing something the other week, because it was a character, it was, oh, I can't speak, um, ironically, okay, I was thinking about that when I was, (laughs) yeah, thank you, um, I was thinking about that, actually, like, when I was writing something the other week, because I was trying to write this scene in which I knew one of the characters was feeling pretty, like, awkward, and didn't really know what they wanted to say, And I wanted that to be reflected in their like speech patterns and their cadence. And I found myself like even trying to say stuff out loud almost to be like, how would I say this? And like, I found myself putting in more like ums and likes and stuff like that. Like I would actually say it as me. Um, And I don't know if that like works for my reader at all or not. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. But I was like thinking about that because I was like, "It's, it's hard to write something that ends up sounding sort of naturally awkward (laughs) yeah
0: well there's a compromise that you have to make I think when you're writing between what is realistic Mm -hmm. and what actually is going to come across on the page I think you have to pare down some of the sort of added like ums. Cutting yourself off, starting over, speaking quickly, fumbling over a word, and like just continuing on. Like, you have to pare that down when it's written because you don't have the context of like body language and stuff that carries a conversation in real life, I think, or like a voice where you get the intonation and that helps carry you through it more easily. I don't know. That's interesting. So we have alluded to the format of this fic a little bit, but I wanted to share a little bit more specifics around the way that it's formatted because I think it's really neat. Um, the way that it is written and read it is as a recap of the episode of So you, Think you Can Dance in which multiple pairs, all of whom are made of Ruby characters, um, do their dances, someone gets eliminated at the end, there are solo dances, there's a group dance at the beginning, and the creators and readers of this fic, they go through each individual dance with the song that they picked, with the pairing, with the style, with how they felt about it as like the reviewers, it's all in character um and it, it goes from bit to bit the transcript i also really appreciated it if you think this fic sounds interesting but you don't really like to listen to podfic um i would recommend checking it out and reading it i found it very very readable um i have made a fic in this format before as like a podfic recap of a reality show episode it's hard to format the transcript so i thought that these um creators did a really really great job of it all of the songs are linked and everything but that's like the actual format of how this fic is put together. Um, So the character of the reader, um, or the speaker I should say, is someone who has been following this season. You get the sense that they have been doing multiple of these recaps for every single episode, um, and that they have very strong opinions on who they like and who they don't like and who's been doing well and who hasn't. We don't only get how things went for the characters this episode, but we also get a sense of their trajectory through the show. Um, which I really loved. Um, and like something that I love about this fic so much is that it so very much feels like a conversation between two friends who are like, OMG, let's fan cast Ruby characters as so you think you can dance pairings and give them songs and styles. And then it like blew up into this, <laughs> which I love. Like it's so real and it feels so organic to like the way that I phantom, at least.
2: I mean there are many many times that the three of us have just been hanging out and like someone says something a little bit whack and we spiral for like hours and some of those things like become very real fandom projects that we work Uh on and some of them are just sort of. Some of
0: them sure don't.
2: Some of them just exist (laughs) as they should only in our DMs never to see the light of day but it is a very relatable feeling of like haha Mm -hmm. this concept and then going oh no oh it's spiraling out of my control. (laughs)
0: Like looking at each other and going like what if though? Like, yeah, how, how would it work? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I said in the beginning that um, like you don't need to have any fandom knowledge to listen to or enjoy this, which I fully agree with. But also that I really enjoyed the Easter eggs in this. Yeah. Um, I just like I th- I just thought they were so fun. Like, uh, one of the characters in the show, Carden, is like he's sort of like an I don't, I don't know. He's like a villainish. He like is out to the school with them. But he's Antagonist, kind of like a bully. Maybe. Antagonist. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and in this, like, reading, the speaker of this podcast is, like, Carden is dead weight, and Nigel is just, (laughs) like, bringing him along for favoritism. Yeah. Um, which is, like, fun, because it's, like, oh, like, you are supposed to dislike Cardin in the show, and so, like, that translates well to this, um, podcaster also hating him. But also, like, there were so many nods that I was just, like... like I don't know audibly laughing or just like really enjoyed like they made Yang come in as a crumper which I thought like as her (laughs) style of dance which I was like absolutely yes um I think one of my one of my favorite nods um so in the show there's a character named Penny who (laughs) when you first meet her she's like she's just like a little bit like I don't know for lack of a better word like quirky like the way that she speaks is not necessarily like exactly the way that you would expect a person to speak but you don't really like know why she's different um and then ruby our titular character finds out that she is actually a robot who's been like pretty much like animated to be like you can't tell the (laughs) difference between her and a human (laughs) haha (laughs) didn't (laughs) intend (laughs) that um god but yeah like ruby finds out that she's a robot um and pretty much no one else knows this for a very long time um and in the like fic Um, they have Penny come in as a, like, guest dancer, (laughs) um, and the song that she dances to is I Am Not a Robot, and I, like, audibly just yelled a little bit, because it was so funny. Inspired. Inspired. Opal Um, Song and
0: Seer, y'all are homies. Yeah.
2: I don't know, I just, I loved that, like, I love that, even though this is a very accessible fic for people outside of fandom, like, I think it also clearly comes from a place of love, not just for Ruby, but obviously for So You Think You Can Dance, like, this is not- this is not something that could have been written by people (laughs) who are not like so deeply entrenched in the show. But there was like, it was like fun. Like I, it was like nice to see, I think the ways that the creators like had, Mm -hmm. like had a good time giving a nod to the source material.
0: Yeah. It's just so joyful. Like for me, I have so many positive memories associated with So You Think You Can Dance. Like I have seen every single season except for, I think the most recent, which I keep thinking now I want to watch it. I don't have time. I want to um but like I even from when I was very young from like season one I would watch it every single summer and my friends would come over like after school or when it wasn't school because it was the summer um (laughs) and then like in recent years when I was no longer in school like I would go to like one of my friends house and we would watch it together like it's just so fun to see that other people had kind of these similar almost like collective experiences with the show and are able to like connect with each other about it in this incredibly wild and fun way. So You Think You Can Dance Veil is an audio fic that is just simply so fun. You do not need a whole lot of canon knowledge, though if you do have it, it does make it more fun. It's just such an homage to fandom and, like, fandom friends and what can happen when you have this wild idea and you're like what if we actually made this into something and then shared it with people and then it turns out that other people also can enjoy this absolutely whack idea that you had like it just it feels so peak fandom to me and so i'm really glad that we got a chance to talk about it
1: Right, so my fic this week is The Absolutely True Story of the Yielding Patriarch, A Manifesto in Many Parts by Aubrey Lee. Um, so this is a fic for a new fandom to this pod um, that I've been deep in for the last couple months called The Untamed. If you've been on the internet in fandom spaces anytime in the last, like, six months, you've probably heard of this show. Um, or maybe the novel that it's based on or one of the other adaptations of said novel. Um... All right, so the Untamed is a Chinese drama, a C drama, adapted originally from a BL novel. Uh, the translation of that title is the Grandmaster of Demonic Cultivation. Um, there's like many different titles and acronyms for the different versions. Also, like we tend to use like abbreviated versions of the Chinese titles in Western fandom, and so like there's just a lot of different things. But for now, we'll just call it the Untamed because that's what we're talking about. We're only really talking about the live drama version here today. Um, so the story is basically like a Chinese epic fantasy. It follows our protagonist Wei Wuxian from his late teens on, um, as he meets like the other main characters and the guy who is the other main character, uh, Long Wanzhi, uh, they embark sort of like on a quest to defeat evil within their society. However, Wei Wuxian kind of goes astray and becomes a practitioner of sort of like, the dark magic of this world. It's not really called magic, but when he, like, becomes this sort of, like, dark lord, uh, the title that he receives in the canon universe is Yiling Patriarch. Um... But his descent to this sort of, like, dark practices isn't quite what it appears. It's actually more a result of him experimenting with, like, unusual cultivation techniques because of various sort of sacrifices and tragedies. Um, This, combined with some manipulation from the actual big bad of the story, just makes him look like more of a villain than he really is. Um... He then comes back 16 years later after his death and reunites with Long Long-Gi, um and a bunch of the other characters we knew back then. Also, some of the kids who were kids 16 years ago are now in their like late teens, early 20s, um, and they are very integral to this story piece of fanfiction, including one of them who's basically Wei Wuxian and Long Wen Ji's adopted son. Um, they then go on to solve like a series of ghost mysteries and finally kind of unravel what happened prior to Wei Wuxian's death 16 years ago. Um, yeah, that's basically my attempt at summarizing 50 episodes of a show. Uh, it's very romantic. Um, it's very intense. A lot of people, I think, would say... I don't know if I'd call this a good show um, in that tone, <laughs> but I think for me, like, the things that about it that, like, aren't maybe what we'd call, like, good are things like their CGI budget and stuff like that that it was pretty easy for me to overlook, and the things I enjoyed about it definitely outweighed those. Um, one other thing I kind of want to address before we get into this fic about this sort of, like, show and fandom... Um, is that there's definitely some discourse about like queer baiting. Um, I don't want to get deep into it because I have a lot of opinions about like what isn't isn't queer baiting. <laughs> but for me and for a lot of other people in this fandom, like the Untamed is not queer baiting. Um, I think one of the things that people use in defense of it not being queer baiting is that its source text is uh, like, explicitly gay, um, and that it's only because of, uh, like, Chinese censorship laws that it is not as, their relationship is not, like, shown as explicitly in the drama. Um, I think in my, like, watching of it, I, their relationship is validated in a lot of ways throughout the show, even if it's not validated in a actual, like, physical or sexual manner, and I don't, really like having to put a label on something where it's like, oh, it can only not be queerbaiting if they actually, like, sexually get together, because I think that kind of limits the scope of, like, what queer relationships can look like. Um, So, yes, did did censorship get in the way of making their relationship maybe as fully explored as it could have been? Absolutely. Um, Do I think that this shows queer queerbaiting? No, not at all. Okay. (laughs) Uh, That's my intro and primer for you guys um this fic however takes place basically right after the ending of the show um it ends with Ji sort of stepping up into a position of chief cultivator sort of like a leader of their society and Wei Xian going off to travel um but sort of with this promise that they will see each other again probably not that long after (laughs) um a lot of fic i think picks up like pretty much right after canon ends um it's easy to sort of want to write them coming back together and like working through their feelings and realizing that they've been a little bit obtuse maybe all of these years. Uh, and that's pretty much what this fic is. <laughs> it's very fun. It basically involves the uh, like set of juniors, um, these like teenagers who they teach uh writing rpf about wei wuxian and long one that then becomes um adapted into like plays and is read at these like reading houses and becomes like really popular across the land uh um i don't think there are really any content warnings that apply for this fic yeah but i made like an extensive primer for reid and nick to try to help them understand this universe um i <laughs> hope this fic was fun for you guys what
2: did you think so Bren had been talking about bringing an untamed fic for a little while, but was like, I want you guys to have, like, the context to be able to appreciate this fic or, like, any fic that I bring. So she's like, okay, I think I found a fic. I'm going to write you guys, like, a short little primer. <laughs> it, the doc title is Brenna's Mini Untamed Primer. I, go, I, un,
1: I deleted it's... the word mini from it after
2: I it. <laughs> that's um, probably good uh listeners Ficklets, brenna wrote when i say an eight page primer i don't mean like eight pages with like bullet points blah 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 it's an uh-huh. eight page paper about <laughs> the untamed with annotations like a lot a lot of annotations yes. and links and videos um it's delightful like i'm not saying this anyway like oh my god it was so much it was just so funny because bren was like I'll write you, like, a little thing. And then, like, there's a bit where Brennan was like, here's a short summary on the plot. And then, like, went back in and put parentheses that were, like, editor's note, ha ha ha, short. (laughs) Um... So, I, I dove into this eight-page primer. I was like, I have so much work to do. I I cannot follow all these links. And then I followed basically all the links. <laughs> um, I listened to the very uh, tender, romantic Wooji song. And I watched a fan video that almost made me cry. I was like, hello, I Hell don't yeah. even go here. I've um, succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> Also, uh, in the doc, uh, Nick had said this like before recording, but it was like being able to witness Brenna spiral in person. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the comments spread throughout the doc. Like one was like, "Like if you cry every <laughs> yeah. time." I
0: was like, "What? Like what time did you write this at?"
2: <laughs> like one a.m. probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it was a delightful primer. Would highly recommend to anyone who wants some basic knowledge on the Untamed um we're just advertising brent's
1: primer in a google doc <laughs> shared only with us i mean i'll drop Listen. it in the discord or something if people want it my only disclaimer is there are a lot of, lot of plot points i kind of just skimmed right on over because <laughs> i didn't think they were important for like the shit. Sure. Um, but if you want to read like plot heavy untamed fic you're gonna be like who the fuck are all these people brennan never mentioned them even once <laughs>
2: Well, the fun thing that I discovered is that even with your knowledge, um, Mm -hmm. I still did sometimes have the experience of who the fuck are these people because, (laughs) hello, if you're not into the untamed, a fun fact for you is that every character has between like three to five names, not an exaggeration, most of them have three names, um, which different people refer to them as different things, um, so I was trying to wrap my head around that. That all being said, this fic was so much fun. Oh my god, I loved this fic. Uh, first of all, the concept of like their junior disciples like writing a story where they're like, "No, we're just writing like the true story of Wei Wuxian," and someone's like, "You literally wrote RPF," <laughs> and it becoming wildly popular. Like, wow, you wrote slash
0: RPF, <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> delightful. Um, it was so, it was just like so fun and well done, and like, I don't know, it felt very approachable. Mm. I mean, with the knowledge that Brent gave yeah. us, it felt very approachable. Like, um, I don't know, I. I've talked about this before on the pod or it's come up and then my co-hosts make fun of me but like I am someone who like I research while I read fic like if I don't know something like I want to look it up and know what's going on or like know the context for it so when I started reading I was paging back and forth between the fic and this eight page primer. We were reading
0: at the same time and just the the dissonance of our experiences because I was just like (laughs) who's that I'll figure it out just like doom 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 like rolling through it and then I would see read go who um T- 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 <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. T-
2: t- 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 okay. <laughs> like, I just wanna know, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but I did hit a point where like if I didn't fully know what was going on, I like stopped looking it up because it didn't really matter because it was still like very easy to follow along mm. in the fic and enjoy it. Um it's like, it's funny. Like there are multiple points where because Nick was reading a little bit ahead of me yeah. and you could like burst out laughing and then was like, oh, like just wait until you get to chapter three. And I was like, oh no, I'm not there yet. Um <laughs> Oh no, no, oh no, but like, just like so much to look forward to. I don't know. I feel like I've gone all over the place, but my point is that <laughs> it was a very, very fun fic. And I feel like, um, for me, I feel like it is exactly the kind of fic that I would want as like an intro to this fandom. Um, especially given that the fandom has always seemed pretty daunting to me. Um, just because I was like, wow, there is so much going on in so many like names. Like, the show itself could be referred to by three different things within fandom. Um, and so it could be a very intimidating thing to jump into. And instead, I think uh, with Bren's primer and also with this choice of fic, it was the perfect place to start.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, I had been sort of eye-emojiing at this fandom for a bit. Um, If it was not a TV show, I would almost definitely already be in this fandom. (laughs) Like oh, you guys, it's so hard to watch television. It sounds like I'm joking, I'm not.
1: <laughs> it That's an objectively wild statement, but I understand that you have a difficult yeah. time with it.
0: Yeah, it, like, it's my curse.
1: <laughs> Makes it hard to do this show about fic, I guess. I mean, also, like, The Untamed is not an... In- approachable show, I would say. Like, it's 50 sure. episodes of, like, a subtitled Chinese drama, and the first, like, three episodes are notoriously incredibly confusing.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I, I had been sort of eye emoji. Like, a lot of my Twitter mutuals had been getting into it, and I was like, what's happening here? Um. They're like, before Brenna's Primer, I could confidently identify gifts of Wei Wuxian and Lan Wanji. Mm-hmm. Nailed it sort of sorry for <laughs> pronunciation y'all i haven't even seen the show we're doing our best <laughs> um like i could identify them in gifts i know that yibo is the actor for long one I know these things i knew that Wei Wuxian had flute yes some dark magic bunnies <laughs> drunk chickens <laughs> that was it that was what i had that was, that was
1: it you're good um, i i didn't even need to write you, you a primer
0: yeah, maybe I should have written the primer. Oh, God. <laughs> it would be very short. <laughs> An actual mini primer? Yeah, but, like, I had been talking to someone and they were like, yeah, like, you must be getting a lot of osmosis about, like, of, like, what the show's about and what happens in it. Yeah, Reed's shaking their head like a mood.
1: <laughs> like, no, not
0: actually.
1: <laughs> I mean, I had that so experience. It was very helpful. Like, when I was getting into it, too, because... I feel like I had about that much knowledge, like, before I started watching the show. But, like, once you start going down, like, a rabbit hole of, like, Googling things, everything starts clicking into place a lot more easily. Like, beforehand, I had no idea what, like, the acronyms meant. Like, I didn't know like the difference between like the acronym for the book and then the tv show and then the other adaptations and then like they also use like an acronym for like the author's name which is yeah that similar was to, well to the it show was, like, the name <laughs> and then they're also the author of like a couple other kind of popular like yes. bl novels and adaptations that are also going around in these same circles and like <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah i don't know like it was it was interesting to get oriented in a way that I very much was not there's still a lot that I don't know and a lot of what I read did not really fully stick as I was going I was like who is this I don't know and it's probably fine um and then (laughs) I just finished the fic and I was like great (laughs) um but like Reed said the fic is very accessible I think if you have some Basic understanding of who the characters are and like where they leave off, at least at the end of the show. Like, that was the most important thing for me, I think. Like, we watched the ending scene of the show, and that was very helpful. Spoilers, I guess. (laughs) But it it helped a lot to be slightly oriented because then I could really enjoy a lot more of the fic. And I think I would have enjoyed it even more if I had actually seen the show or um, had a better understanding of it or studied the primer more closely than I actually did. Um, but yeah, like it it just it, it was laugh out loud funny at multiple points. It um is a very, very Like we we said this earlier, I think, or or yesterday or whenever we were talking about it, that like it's very funny and it's very unexpected, but it's not like crackfic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um like it feels like something that could technically fit within the show's canon. <laughs> like maybe not in the canon, but Um, it, like, it doesn't break the world, necessarily, in order to do something that's, like, fun and different and maybe tonally a little bit different from what the show itself actually does, and I really
1: appreciated that. Yeah, I think it's very lighthearted, and I think, like, the premise that it starts off from, I think, is one that's, like, that fits well within the universe, which is basically, like, basically, like, set of juniors who are all studying, like, at, um, the, at, like, the land sect uh headquarters that's not the right word <laughs> um this this set of junior disciples who are sort of underneath uh Long Ji and the others are like Lan sect basically are distraught that Wei Wuxian still hasn't like fully cleared his name um and that like people in the world, like, still don't fully accept him. And I think they think, like, that's the reason he's not staying at cloud recess uh, with Lan Wangji. And so they're like, okay, how how do we remedy this? Um, And they're like, okay, we, we write the story. Like, we write his story and we show that he was a hero. And I think that premise, like, does fit within it like it makes sense like the juniors are definitely often comedic relief within the show even as a couple of them have very touching stories um like i mentioned one of the main juniors lunch's way is basically their adopted son um (laughs) long story but there he is um he's perfect uh but (laughs) i have nothing else to say he's a perfect boy um (laughs) uh No, but I think, like, the premise of them wanting to, like, help Wei Wuxian and, like, basically get him more accepted within society and, like, prove that he was a hero and stuff like that definitely fits. The solution that they come up with, however, (laughs) is just so funny and charming. Um, Mm -hmm. And I... Loved also getting to read basically them starting out being like, okay, we're just gonna we're gonna write the history, like we're gonna write the real history, like let's do some research, let's read the books. Like Shizue go talk to um Long like he's your dad, yeah. he'll tell you shit. <laughs> um and then the more they write, like the more and more romantic it gets. And there's like a really funny scene where Shizue is basically like, Oh, are these romantic undertones p- supposed to be there? And one of the other juniors, Oh young Chen, is like Yes. Like, he's so offended. And she's always like, okay, they're overtones. They're extremely blatant yeah. overtones. And it goes, it's foreshadowing, Jin Yi explains. For what? Hong Kuan Jun and Wei Kuan aren't getting married. Well, not yet, Chen says reasonably.
0: <laughs> I love that so much. Such a good scene. Foreshadowing in RPF.
1: Yeah, it's just incredibly charming. I think, like, the author also notes that a few sort of like of the ideas or scenes are pulled a little bit from like a couple other like pieces of media I really enjoy. Most notably like Wei Wuxian goes to see basically a play adaptation of this book. Um and the author notes that it's like based off this scene or episode in Avatar the Lost Airbender, which Reed also noticed when reading, I think, but that's just when it, Yeah when I was
2: reading it like I pulled, like, I pulled the thing and I was, like, in my notes, I was, like, oh my god, all I can think about is the Ember Island players from Avatar The Last Airbender. I was, like, oh my god. And then I got to the end of the chapter and the end of the chapter notes were, like, this entire concept was ripped from the Ember Island players. And I was, like, oh, wow. Good job, um, OP, on pulling from your source text. Like, really, really faithfully. It was just so fun.
1: At the end, it also mentions uh, being inspired by this one K-drama I also watched that, like, involves, uh, like, reading basically these really like over-the-top romantic uh stories at these like reading houses back in well in the show in like ancient korea but in this one obviously like this sort of ancient fantasy china um but i loved that drama so the reading this was also really fun in that regard i feel like it just gave me like a sense of sort of place and like the crowd's reactions were really easy for me to imagine um like, it's really charming to watch this author roll out what fandom would have looked like in this universe. Because um, it kind of starts with this novel, but then it's adapted into a play. And Wei Wuxian starts meeting people who are, like, fans of this play. And people start to mistake him for, like, a Wei Wuxian cosplayer, essentially. Yeah. Um, they're like, oh, I should so have known funny. that, like, he was your favorite character. Like, I see you have, like, the the red hair ribbon and, like, the donkey. And Wei Wuxian's like, uh-huh. <laughs>
2: that's also all i could think about i said this to nick and bren earlier but like with the Ember island players thing it just made me think about that scene where like if you've seen avatar the last airbender you'll know what i'm talking about but they go to watch a show of themselves basically and they're sitting in the hallway and uh one of the characters zuko has a very prominent face scar and this like little boy runs up to him and he's like hey mister like i really like your zuko costume but your scar's on the wrong side and zuko's like the scar is not on the wrong side, <laughs> and this was almost the opposite. Where someone was like, "Oh wow, like Wei Wu Xian, really like accurate. must be your favorite character," and he like looks at his like ribbon and he looks at like <laughs> his donkey that is literally his, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure. oh, I big big Wei Wu Xian fan."
0: Well, it's funny because like I also loved because I feel like the very initial like let's write a book to clear his name. Like yeah, okay, I'm on board. Like this seems like. Like, it's, it's not too far of a divergence from maybe the, the canon sort of tone. And then, like, he goes to watch plays of his own story, and they get increasingly more romantic and take increasingly more liberties with the relationship between him and Langwonji, and it's so funny. Like, I mean, that play that we're referencing to, um, Zhang Cheng, yes. Yes.
1: You ask that like I fucking
0: know. <laughs> okay, great. JC shows up. Um, <laughs> and he's like, Wei Wuxian. And people are like, shh, like, please, the play is going on. And like, Wei Wuxian actually turns around and is like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and has to try to explain himself. Um, and JC is like, oh, my God. Like, I can't believe this is what was happening when you were in that cave. And he's like, this is not what was <laughs> happening when we were in the cave. <laughs> like it just is so that's when i was like losing it and reed was like a chapter behind me maybe and i was like oh my god this is really happening and like he sees his own character like why is he yelling all the time and i just <laughs> was like well how do i answer this without making him yell more
1: it's yeah it's just it's so clever it's so funny um like there's all these just like little tidbits that we get that are it's such a it's just like a loving imagining of how fandom would exist in this time. Like, a few scenes later, he sort of encounters, like, these fan artist girls <laughs> who are such a delight and who all insist on drawing him. Um, and then also later send, like, books of explicit drawings <laughs> to his wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just hysterical. Respect. Um But there's all these little moments I think really, like, like fleshed out this world in such a delightful way for me um but it's also like quite romantic like this whole time Wei Wuxian is like writing these letters back to Lan Wangji who's still at Cloud Recess and they're like so sweet and he keeps like enclosing these little like mementos that he's picked up for Lan Wangji and like once people start doing art he starts picking up like the art and stuff like that (laughs) um it's just like delightful I I don't know. I really like this. freaking <laughs> you guys.
2: Yeah. Um, I have something to say that I think Uh-oh. might cause a little bit of. Controversy. Yeah. Might cause a little bit of discord between me and the host that is sitting um, literally shoulder to shoulder with me. Yikes. Um, it's Brenna. So, <laughs> it's Brenna. <laughs> surprise. No. Um, in our last episode, uh-huh. we talked about persuasion uh-huh. and Nick adamantly said over and over again that it yes. was the ro- most, most romantic thing ever written and that Captain Wentworth's letter is yeah. the most romantic letter to exist. Factual. Uh so false I said it was false at the time and I, <laughs> yes, didn't, I didn't know it but actually the most romantic re- letter ever written is by Aubrey Lee in this fake <laughs> from Wei <laughs> Wuxian to Long An-G. So like okay so as Brent said he's been writing all of these letters back um mm-hmm. and sort of like when Wei Wuxian realizes like he, he kind of comes to terms with his feelings but he's still sort of uh not quite going back to cloud recess like he's mm-hmm. taking his time to process like what he wants to do um and then he ends up writing a letter um in which he basically proposes um and just like some of the lines in this letter like I feel like I've spent my whole life two whole lives chasing after you calling Lon john wait for me and you did and you have thank you or like the end where he's like I will stand there under the vast sky and wait for my son to appear I hope it does like, hello? That is the most romantic letter <laughs> S- ever S- written. S-U-N. Son. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because yes. he talks about how, like, Lan is, like, his son. son ironically, <laughs> Shizue
1: well, also he, appears right after. There is after.
2: a bit. There is <laughs> yeah. a bit where, like, um he remembers, like, early, like, I guess in the very beginning of the show where, like, Lan like, ties, like, uh, a ribbon around their yeah. wrists, which is only supposed to be for like family or partners, and in his head, Wei Shan's like, yeah. and I'm pretty sure like he doesn't see me as like a father or a son. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm pretty sure this is supposed to be romantic. Um, anyway, I just wanted to say that like that letter was maybe the most romantic letter I've ever read in my whole life, and also like, mm. um, when Bren has been just sort of like screaming at 3am about how the untamed is the most romantic thing to exist at well at like, any time we went to go get ramen and
0: you know, <laughs> this was, like, months ago when Brenna was screaming about the untamed
2: yeah um I just want to say that as someone who has not seen the show and has only read the eight page primer in this fic I maybe I do agree with Brenna like very romantic just oh my god the yeah. romance of it all folks it's very good I've never felt more validated in my whole life
1: like last week or last episode when nick was saying that i was like well i don't want to tell you like this isn't romantic because it fucking is like that like everything Mm -hmm. about persuasion is romantic but when you're like it's the most romantic story ever written i was like okay how do i counter this with a (laughs) (laughs) c-drama i have this opinion disagree um yeah we can agree to disagree but um i'm right so (laughs) (laughs) no but it was hard like i felt all this pressure too because i was like i want to pick a proper first fic that'll make you feel feelings so you understand why i've been screaming about this at 3am and also in our favorite ramen shop Sure, <laughs> um, but then I was like, "That's so much pressure." I'm just gonna pick something that was fun, and I think that was yeah. the right move because this is very fun. It basically features all the fan favorites. It also has like some great moments with fan favorite um, Nihai Song, uh, who has been um, financially supporting the progress of yes, these plays. So good. Um, yeah, it's it's just so charming. Um, I'm yeah. really glad that we read it.
0: And you find out that one of the juniors has been demanding royalties specifically to help fund the wedding for Weyrich <laughs> and <laughs> And like as we Incredible.
1: as we talk about this, I'm like, wow, this does kind of sound like crackfic, but it's not. It's so yeah. sincere, oh, it's and I think that's what makes it work so well. Um, yeah. And and yeah, like I we talked about it this at the beginning of this episode, but all of these different fix where you can tell the the author sort of putting their love for fandom into it. I think that's so apparent here. Um, yeah. Yeah, so this fic is a just delightful imagining of what would happen if the juniors sort of embarked on a quest to clear Wei Wuxian's name through fanfiction, um, and if Ni Song funded their ventures. Um, (laughs) it's so lovingly done. It's very romantic. It's sort of the, like, more lighthearted, I think, end of, like, The Untamed is both as a show and as a fandom. Um, but not in a cracky way just in a very like loving sweet way uh and i think also like a good example of sort of like why a lot of fanfic picks up right after canon and sort of like the things that fandom likes to explore within that um this sort of like realization of their feelings and this coming back together i've read a lot of different versions of it now they're all good i like them all um but yeah i'm such a big fan of this show and of this fic um please keep your eyes out for more Untamed fic here in the future.
2: Okay, so my fic for this episode is A Hat Fashioned from Tinfoil by Disco Wing. It is a Batman slash DCU comics fic. It is Jen, um, and it's a social media fic. Um, Everything here is written as like a Twitter thread or a Reddit post or Tumblr posts or news articles, like, that whole thing. Before I really get into this fic or the plot, um, I just wanted to make a note that there are tags on the fic anti-Semitism and racism. Um, sort of the idea of this fic are different conspiracy theories around, like, Bruce Wayne and his family, um, and, like, it's mentioned, like, in some of the conspiracy theories, like, one of them is, like, Bruce Wayne is actually a vampire, and it says, like, in the social media posts, like, Content warnings for anti-Semitism, but none of that is, like, present in the fic. Um, similarly, at the very end, there is an article where Bruce Wayne's being interviewed about, like, his kids and his life, and he talks about um, racism and anti-Semitism that, like, he and his kids have faced, but none of it is, like, present in the fic. It's just referenced. Um, but just so you know that going in. Um, that being said, this is an incredibly lighthearted fic. Yeah. <laughs> um, an incredibly funny fic. So the fix starts with someone uh, doing a Twitter thread that is a conspiracy theory that Jason Todd, um, who was one of Batman's adopted sons and had died, um, the conspiracy theory is that he's actually not dead and he came back as a vigilante, the Red Hood, Um, and this Twitter thread goes viral and so it sparks like all sorts of things. (laughs) Like you get like a Tumblr master post of like 15 different conspiracy theories and you get like Reddit threads and you get um, just like all sorts of different back and forth between different people talking about, like, the oddities of Bruce Wayne and his family. Um, I guess before we get too far into it, I had kind of said at the very beginning of this that, uh, I guess of the three of us I have the most DC knowledge, um, Ficklitz, you might be aware that, wow, boy, I sure am a Marvel fan. I don't know almost anything about DC and even less about DC comics. Um, however, a little while ago, I was trying to, like, look into some Batfam fics. I thought there's, like, a lot of, like, found family dynamics there that seem appealing to me um and so I asked dear friends of the pod and just dear friends uh Del and Cassie who are both very much into DC if they could like give me some info um and Cassie had written me like a little summary of all of the Robins um so I just kind of use that as my reference so whatever <laughs> knowledge I have is very limited and from that so, like, that being said, I don't have a ton of the canon knowledge, but I still found this fic, like, so, so fun and not very alienating. Like, um, there were a number of times where the fic would reference something and I was like, okay, I don't actually know if this is, like, canon or fanon, but I get that this is sort of, like, a wink-wink nudge-nudge to things that people in the fan fandom, like, really like. Um, or I knew enough to know, like, I knew that Jason Todd was the Red Hood, like, um, I knew that Dick Grayson is Nightwing. Um, I knew that Bruce Wayne is Batman and all of the kids that he adopts via various means like are all Robins at one point or another um, and all have their alter egos. And so even though I don't know like the timelines of them super well or the canon beyond like these very, very basic knowledge, um, I still found this fic just so, so, so fun Um, and so representative of fandom experience. Like the tone in the fic and the way that things are written Um, is just, like, something that I feel like really reflects, like, my fandom experiences. And also, like, the formatting on this fic. Yeah. Oh my god. It's incredible. I'm in awe. Um, when I tried publishing my pod fic, I was trying to do simply the most basic editing in AO3 and I was struggling so much and this person has like an entire wikipedia page and like the html a... on this fic oh my god but it just made it so fun it was like it literally oh, yeah. felt like i was like scrolling through wikipedia or like you go through a tumblr post and the bottom there are tags yeah that are, like, like hashtag like bruce wayne like hashtag wayne family like hashtag conspiracy theory like hashtag like key smash oh my god this is so funny yeah, and it's yeah. like it just made for such such a fun read um but yeah i don't know i want to hear what you guys thought about it as well like what your reading experience was like
0: it was really fun. Um, yeah, as Reed alluded, I don't know a ton about DC Comics. I know um, what a friend had tried to explain to me a while back when she started writing her own fic, and then the barest of knowledge I got from like a 2K fic that I read a little bit ago, and that's it. Um, and now this fic, which is very exciting. I mean, I, like, I, I saw the Batman movies, like, The Dark Knight and those, so I know some stuff about Batman, and, like, Alfred, the Joker, Um, he doesn't have kids in those films, though, <laughs> so uh, you learn a little bit less, I guess. But, I don't know, like, I think you you were on the money when you said that, like, it's so accurate to fandom and like fandom maybe as we've experienced it in some ways like the tumblr tags in particular like wow the person who tagged like hashtag like yeah like as this person said um like i really don't know about the discourse on all of this but like i think this is this is this is this, this, like they go off in of the tags for a bit and i'm like oh my god that's so real um the twitter threads the the very first Twitter thread, I think the conspiracy thread, is like there's there's all of these tweets that are this person going off about the this conspiracy that Jason Todd is alive and doing his thing. Um, and then one person had replied like, Bruce Wayne is an evil man, in all caps, <laughs> like, proof here, da-da-da, like, a very obviously photoshopped picture, like, a sketchy link. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> it's so real, and it's so, like... I don't know that it's validating necessarily, I don't feel like I need my fandoming to be validated, but it is really cool to see someone who has experienced something very similar and like using all of that knowledge that they have. It's almost the equivalent of someone who like has worked a very specific job and like writes that into a fic and you can tell they have all this knowledge. Like This person has been on many different social media platforms and used them extensively within fandom and you can tell. Um, so I really really enjoyed that Um, I liked the ones that were a little bit more serious too like Bruce Wayne's interview was great Um, alternatively the interview where they show him explicit fan art of (laughs) Bruce Wayne and Batman banging (laughs) wow incredible (laughs) Um, just there's so much and there are so many different tones and and vibes but it all works together really cohesively and I just thought it was great
1: yeah I had fun i also struggled i'm not gonna lie to you Ficklets. i know so so very little about dc (laughs) like i was thinking about it just now as my other hosts were talking and it's like it's like comically little maybe how much how little i know about it like yeah i was like relieved at moments in this fic that i did know that bruce wayne was batman like that's how very little i know about the rest of it like it's it's an important thing to know yeah yeah like i've heard jason todd's name i didn't know he was a robin (laughs) or red hood (laughs) so that wasn't super helpful i think the only dc universe movie i've ever seen is like wonder woman um so again not helpful here uh yeah i should have maybe done a little research before reading this fic i i didn't really like know what to go in expecting because like i knew this was a pretty like media heavy fic like it didn't really deal with the character's like it's not from the pov of any of the characters it's all these like uh media posts so i was like well maybe i don't need to know anything i probably should have like maybe done a google or two at least (laughs) (laughs) um just because i think like for me like there were moments where i felt just a little bit frustrated by my own like lack of ability to like put things together like I think it'd be I think it'd be very easy for anyone who knew even just like one ounce more than me. Um <laughs> I think just like because so many of these are written as like conspiracy theory threads, then I'm trying to put them together like they're the full truth when like they're very like wink, wink, nudge, nudge about fandom or like actual comics lore and stuff. Um, like for a while, you're like, okay, Jason Todd, he's back from the dead. So, is he a Robin? And then later I was trying to figure out, like, what number Robin he was. And then I got very lost. And then I was like, oh, no. If he's Robin 3, how did Red Hood beat him up? I thought Red- he was also Red Hood. This is one a note I wrote to myself. I, I think it's because he's not Robin 3. I don't know. <laughs> I did think he was, like, incredibly well done. I had wished I knew, like, a tiny bit more. But, I mean, that's on me. So, um, yeah, it's... I don't think we can overstate how like well the author pulled from fandom stuff. There's a moment yeah. in the middle where like uh it cites like a BuzzFeed unsolved episode about Jason Todd <laughs> yes. that had me like literally shrieking. Like stuff like that is so clever I think because there's like the media platforms I expect to be pulled for for fix like this like I expect Twitter threads. I expect maybe like a Reddit post. I expect like news article clippings and stuff like yeah. that. Like I did not expect like a Buzzfeed Unsolved like right. episode and like little bits of like what Ryan or Shane said. Like that shit's so clever. Um, yeah. So yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. Even though I had no clue, I literally wrote myself a note that said, "I am literally these citizens. I have no clue what's happening." Because I misspelled <laughs> "citizens" <immersive>. and "happening." <laughs> That's how you get radicals
0: so. to conspiracy theories in Gotham.
2: Honestly, well, like yeah. Yeah. one of the like first things like after that twitter thread goes viral is like uh there's a tumblr post and this it's this person makes like a master list of all these conspiracy theories and it like in their little intro it's like i thought i would make you know like a little compilation it goes um some people make up conspiracy theories to cope with the fact that a murderous clown could kill them at any given moment on any given day steve that was
0: killing me (laughs) it's
2: like (laughs) it's the joker yeah 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 Or like, there's one where um someone's posting pictures of like I I think they are two Batgirls or like former Batgirls Cass and Steph who are Mm. girlfriends. They're at least girlfriends in the canon of this fic. I don't know if they are in um the canon of DC Comics, but um it was like pictures of the two of them together, and it was like on Twitter, and someone had just replied all caps Harold dot dot dot. And I was like, like what a good representation of like what fandom looks like on like Twitter or whatever. I don't know, it was so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I so I do have, I guess, even that ounce more knowledge that Bren uh, maybe a wanted to emphasis. have. But for me it was fun. Like there's a bit where um like as Bren was trying to figure out the order of the robins, there's somewhere in here, I don't remember which one it is, but someone is like, I don't know, maybe he's Robin one or three or blah blah blah. And like I wrote down like in my notes, I was like, ah, the confusing timelines of like comics canon. Because yeah. I feel like like, to me, my interpretation of it, whether it's right or wrong, was, like, that is, like, a uh, fandom's kind of nod to the fact that, like, comics are so ridiculously convoluted. Like, there's something, like, way at the end where someone's, like, oh, like, all of you saying, like, Jason Todd came back to life and this is so weird. They're, like, all of you are forgetting that, like, there are interdimensional, like, aliens yeah. who come, like, people die and come back to life all the time. Like, the world is fucked and it's, yeah. like... To me, that was just, like, a funny, like, I don't know, nod to the fact that comics can be just so, uh-huh. so confusing and, like, contradict themselves. I, th- I just thought that was fun, too. Like, I don't know if I was getting all of the things correct, but, like, <laughs> it was fun, I think, for me to pick up on, like, what I thought were the sort of, you know, fandom grievances or just, like, fandom right. feelings.
0: And it was fun, too, to see that, like, so many of the characters, characters, uh, like, the, the profiles and stuff um, were from Gotham and like how the author handled the fact that they like are just normal people hanging out in a city where the wildest things are constantly happening um and how like multiple points during the fic had some person from Gotham being like and if you're not from Gotham like don't comment on this, like, it's not your business, like, you don't understand, like, what we're going through, and, like, all this stuff. Or, like, if if you're not from Gotham, I don't want to hear your opinion on it. (laughs) Um, And, like, there's such a almost sardonic self-aware tone throughout it of, like, yeah, like, some people write conspiracy theories in order to cope with, like, being at the whims of this horrible place all the time. Um, It was, like, really, really spot on in terms of the the dark kind of internet humor and the ironies of it and and what people are interested in the fact that like bruce wayne is this like i don't want to say debutante that's not quite right but like (laughs) almost like a socialite like throwing parties and like his kids are at these parties like all the time and they have all of these like social media things and um how people are fixating on that because there is content it just is really clever
1: um Yeah, I mean, I will say that despite my just absolutely like hideous lack of knowledge, to the point where like two-thirds of the way through my notes, I have a note that says, Five Robins? Question mark, question mark, exclamation mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Are they all Bruce Wayne's (laughs) literal children? Yes. I think. Just, Adoption. Yep. Yeah, I did not know that when people say, like, Bruce Wayne, like, adopted these kids, they meant that in a literal way and not in sort of, like, a yeah, fandom like adopted way. <laughs> but despite just me being an absolute, um, just my head is so empty, um, I did find myself, like, at the end of this fic wanting to go read, like, that fanfic. I know nothing, but I think I was feeling, like, not only is this a fic that I think makes these characters very likable, like it makes the fandom seem really fun, but I sort of had that same experience that you do, I think, sometimes where you literally read someone's, like, conspiracy thread or you read, like, a really good thread of, like, meta or something about a fandom you're not in or you read someone's, like, spiral about their favorite character or something that just, like, makes you want to dig further. And I think this whole fic had that feeling for me of, like, each bit was, like very tantalizing like i wanted to keep reading the reddit comments because i wanted to understand more or whatever um like i wanted to watch the buzzfeed unsolved video like i just wanted like more of this universe because like each bit made me so curious as a reader which i think is another part of fandom that like i i don't know if that was like the author's intention or not but i think me feeling that way signals to me that they got all the threads and all the posts really right because I've had that experience before about like other things in fandom. I just thought that was really enjoyable.
0: Yeah, as you were talking, um, you mentioned like the experience of finding like a really wild conspiracy thread and like rabbit holing a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, I had to Google, but I just found this article from The Guardian, which is what I was looking for, um, which is called Why Fans Think Avril Lavigne Died and Was Replaced by a Clone." <laughs> yes. <in Melissa." laughs> I don't know if I
2: remember this. I know this one. Yeah, <laughs> I sure do.
0: Yeah, like, that's that's what it reminded me of. Like, reading that thread for the first time was a journey. I was like, what is happening here? Oh, my goodness. For the record, I think Avril Lavigne is still alive. At least that's my hope <laughs> for her. Um, but, yeah, just, like, there, there are so few things, like, the rush of seeing something that you're like, what on earth is going on here? And just, like diving in a little bit and that felt like a lot of what this fic was trying to recreate and I think successfully did
2: I also like I cannot overstate how funny I found this fic (laughs) um like I was just like looking through some lines that I pulled there's like one of the last things that happens is um basically like people are theorizing there's this Instagram account that keeps commenting on all of the like uh Wayne kids like instas and it's red in the hood and so I someone who was that like, is. So, "Well, so someone was like, I wonder if this is actually Red Hood." Like he keeps commenting on the Wayne things, but then it goes to his page, and his page is just um a bunch of chili dogs that he's eaten around <laughs> Gotham with ratings. And somebody, it's I think it's a Tumblr thread, and like the last post on it is like, "Like OMG, when will you losers shut up about Jason Todd? He's dead. Not everything is some goddamn Jason Todd conspiracy theory. OP just found someone who gets off to chili dogs. Leave that dead kid out of this." <laughs> I was like crying. <laughs> Um, because it's, like, it's so funny. Like, the tone of this is just so Even the stuff that's not,
0: like, comedic in terms of the actual words. Some of it is so funny. There's, like, a call-out post on Tumblr for Bruce Wayne. It's -hmm. like, yeah, like, if we assume that Bruce Wayne is Batman and that he, like... Adopted all of these kids and made them Robins. Like, why are people not absolutely rioting on the streets about this? He's exposing them to trauma. He's endangering them. This is literally child, like, (laughs) abuse. Like, it's not funny, but also I was cracking up at how completely real that is Mm -hmm. of, like someone getting fired up about something that like may or may not be true and just going off on tumblr not only like sharing their perspective but shaming everyone who disagrees Uh well and
1: that that post in specific like really made me wonder if that's something that like op has seen or like not op but like the author of this <laughs> i said op earlier yeah, Listen, yeah. has, has seen it's too immersive like, i was wondering if this was like something that they'd seen like people get mad about like within right. fandom on tumblr like i i really like these things could both be grievances aired by like just citizens of gotham and like people within Batman fandom. Yeah, yeah, which is like just mm-hmm. delightful and like there are a few others like that that i just thought were hysterical um my brain is just thinking about that one chick who thirst tweeted at Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah. It's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> I'm not their
2: mom, but I could be. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, like,
1: no, what I was thinking about was, like, there are multiple references to, like, no one knowing who the mother of, like, Bruce Wayne's only biological son is. And I was like, I wonder if this is something uh-huh. that, like, fans are very rabid about. Like, I can see that being something where, like, there's, like, long threads on, like, comic book forums about it, like, in, in her real universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: God, also, something that, because um, I read this fic for the first time, like, a couple of months ago, um, something I didn't realize the first time around, so, one of the last things in the fic is that article where Bruce is, like, talking mm-hmm. about his kids and, like, sort of addressing the viral conspiracy theories and whatever, um, I didn't realize that the article, the interviewer is Clark Kent, aka Superman. Wait, is it really? really? Yeah, I did not realize it the first time <laughs> around. uh uh-huh. Um. Wow. Reed, have you ever seen hit, fi- oh my
0: god, it is Clark Kent, have you ever seen <laughs> hit film, um, Batman versus Superman?
2: Ooh, I got 10 minutes in and went, this is bad. Mm. Brenna, did you see it?
1: No, I already told you the only DC movie I've seen is Oh, right. Sorry, sorry.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Oh, God. Terrible. Their moms have the same name. Spoilers. God. (laughs) Wait, what? Um... Wait, is that it's like a major point? plot point. Oh my god. Oh yeah, they're like fighting against each other and then like one of them for whatever reason is like Maria. Another one's like, Wait, your mom's name is Maria? What? So is mine and they like team up. <laughs> what? Is it like <laughs> same? Is it like this same real full name thing.
1: or just same first name?
0: no just same first name it's literally oh like God. this is one of the climactic moments of the entire film it's like they're I... fighting against each other and like really struggling and then i think like maybe one of them is about to die i don't remember y'all i saw it once in the years and like was not paying attention <laughs> well, it's such a long if movie you
1: and reed ever become um enemy superheroes then you can team up
2: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> our dads have the same name god i at the risk of um alienating the diehard dc fans in here Uh i really haven't seen a ton of the movies but one of the first ones i saw was um superman man of steel and like Ah. halfway through my friend and i that went to go see it together we were like should we leave like this is really bad like should we just leave i
0: can't remember if i've watched it or not part of me thinks (laughs) i have but
2: i
1: don't actually know not good i'm trying to think about like I know I haven't seen any of the, like, actual Superman or Batman or, like, Justice League movies. Mm. but Dark Knight movies are not bad. But, Reed, I'm sure that I watched, maybe with you, a clip of Aquaman. Is it he in DC? Oh, we, like, you and I, because, shit about-
2: <laughs> Hello. because I told you that his real name is Arthur Curry, oh.
1: and you lost your whole mind. So I think a clip of him is the only other DC knowledge I have.
0: Christ. i Wait, watched so- teen titans when i was young
2: oh i watched teen titans oh, too that, yeah. robin. that does have a whole that robin, robin is
0: tim drake is I'm- it the same robin no is a let different- me see let me it, i'm gonna get a this different wrong. Tim?
2: Ch- oh i don't oh. i hope there's not another tim no let me <laughs> reference t- uh cassie's yes okay wow i did remember this correctly um no technically oh. technically the robin that was in teen titans is supposed to be dick grayson but ah. according to cassie who is my um personal dc dc yoda yes exactly uh says um best detective computer hacker probably this is who robin and teen titans cartoon should have been slash arguably was but they kind of acted like it was dick for some reason so it should be tim drake so it should be tim drake oh okay so i nailed it yeah you did crush it
0: wild Uh (laughs) i used to love that show teen titans i absolutely loved i wrote a glee fic that was based off there was an au based off one of the episodes of teen titan (laughs) were they
1: were the glee characters like teen titans
0: no, it was based off of the premise. Okay, so this—I uh, don't know if we need to keep this in the no, episode. No, <laughs>
2: well, if that clip is not in the episode, I am writing against myself. Okay, okay, that fine. Stays in let, now. Me, let me explain. Yeah.
0: Um. Okay, so there's an episode, maybe it's two episodes of Teen Titans. I actually rewatched them like maybe last year because I was thinking about them. Um, where Robin is up against Slade, who's this yes. villain? Yeah, you know Slade. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know. Do Slade. Do we know yeah, Slade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's evil. So he manages to create this technology that like. Manages to create these tiny little like nanoparticle type things that can get into people's bloodstreams. And so he puts them into like Robin's bloodstream and also all of his friends. And like when he activates them, they experience like extreme pain and like suffering. And then they could die. So he uses that essentially to blackmail Robin into helping him and like being his sidekick. So Robin joins Slade. And then he, like, goes dark side, and his friends don't know why, and they try to talk to him, but he's like, I can't. It was, like, the exact kind of melodramatic, like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? Like, almost wumpy type stuff that, like, 15-year-old me was, like, all about. So, yes, I did write a glee fic that was essentially based off of that premise. That's where incredible. Where what, they
2: get, like, their bloodstream gets invaded by these skin. Kind things? of. It's not, like,
0: exactly that. Like, it, it was... The the premise was similar, but the execution was pretty different. Like, it was not, like, a superhero <laughs> fic, I think. Who is the Slade? I don't remember. Like, I don't remember almost anything Mr. about Shoe. this actual That's thing. what I, I was wondering, it.
1: actually, right?
0: <laughs> it's not. It's definitely not Mr. <laughs> Shoe. Oh, sad. <laughs> I'll find it. I'll find it, and I'll update you all next okay, time. Okay, great. Yeah,
2: please do. Wow.
1: <laughs> I don't think I ever finished it.
2: Um, so I have one, one last thing I kind of want to talk about a little bit, which is just media fic in general. Yeah. Um, I love, love, love media fic. I haven't read a ton of it. Um, and I think also, we talked about this a little bit with, um, epistolary fics in our last episode, like, sort of what counts as epistolary. Um, I think similarly with media fic, like, I've read a few fics where, um, it's sort of like lightly sprinkled in. Like I'm thinking in particular of Songs from the Ash, which mm. is mostly just a fic, but like uh, the people in the fic are famous, and so sometimes yeah. you see like tweets about them and stuff, similar to this fic, how it's really like good. very fandomy tweets. Yeah, um, that's like Critical Role campaign one fic. Yes, um, which I talked about my top fics of the decade. Yeah, uh, list. But um, like in that fic, like the Twitter aspect of it is really not like um, there very much. But when it is there, I think it works really, really well um versus this fic which is entirely media fic um i enjoy it in any iteration it comes in i just think that it is so clever it's so fun i talked about this before but just the formatting in this fic like blew me away um like there were points it says in the beginning it's like don't try to click on any of the links there aren't any but i was like no i want it like i want the full wikipedia article that says at the top that it was locked for vandalism like that was so funny (laughs) um i don't know like i don't have like a, a thesis about social media fic so much as i just wanted to like talk about how much I really enjoy it and how I think it is, like, a really fun thing that fandom does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really appreciate seeing, like, the different ways that authors will use it in their fics or, like, how much or how little of it gets, like, brought into a fic.
1: Yeah, I I was thinking about that same thing about, like, sort of how people use social media in these fics and, like, what what is our definition of media fic? I feel like it's really kind of progressed over the years that I've been in fandom, too. Like, I feel like this fic is kind of, emo- like, what I think of is a very classic example of media fic like it's it's sort of purely made up media but it's mostly in text form um hosted on AO3 like just kind of like exactly what I would expect when someone's like, here's a media effect." I'm like, cool. I think something that all three of us have seen a lot more of in the last like few years is also like social media AUs on Twitter and stuff like that, which I think is like a new avenue, or like not new, but a newer avenue of media fic and like what that can look like. We haven't really explored that in the show yet, but I did kind of just want to like mention it because I think, I think it's like very fast growing. And like, I just see more and more like twitter thread fic and i think a lot of what i see is these kind of like social media aus where a lot of it will be like screenshots from characters accounts and stuff like that it's sort of like advanced texting fic like i feel like texting fic has always been around but now we have like texts and tweets and all of these like things that are also like screenshots because you can easily like fake those things on the internet now and like make up accounts for all your characters and stuff um I just think it's really interesting to like see how these develop and then I'm thinking back to like fics I read really early in my fandom days that have media in them and stuff and just how much it's changed I think is something that's really interesting and I'd love to like delve into more in the future. I know we all have like more media fics that we could potentially bring for like later things um and it'd be fun to do one where like we talk about just like even like how different media fic can look and like like as we are all more and more online to like how has that changed what what fandom like representation of itself and media fix looks
2: like as well yeah so a hat fashioned from tinfoil is a very very fun social media fic for dc comics um perhaps if you're going to read it uh <laughs> <laughs> you, a few key points to know bruce wayne is batman uh-huh. jason todd is the red hood yes um yeah like maybe no dick grayson is nightwing dick grayson is nightwing these are all robins and robins are kids who are adopted by bruce wayne yes um and if you have that knowledge i think that's all you need um it is just it's a really really fun fic it is a perfect capsule in my opinion of fandom um especially fandom as we have experienced it um it feels like just such a uh loving ode to this author's experience within dc fandom but also probably just their experience in fandom in general um and i really like felt that love and i really felt just sort of i think their joy in writing this fic i think translated really really well and yeah i also just really love social media fic too and i thought this was such a good representation of the way that that can look as well
1: So that sums up this episode, which was unintentionally themed by us. <laughs> um, I think it turned out really well, though, um, just in terms of like these tics fitting together. I had a lot of fun. I hope you had fun listening to it. Um, if you want to come discuss it with us, you can always find us at our socials. Um, you can find us on Twitter at FitClick and also on Tumblr at FitClick. Uh, you can also reach us by emailing us if you so desire. Um, we're reachable at FitClickPod at gmail.com. Um... We would also love it if you left us a review somewhere. Uh, We have a handful on Apple Podcasts and it makes us super happy. It also helps other people find our pod, um, which we love. So if you are enjoying us or have been enjoying our podcast and want to leave us a review, that'd be amazing. Um, And you can also come chat with us in our Discord. Uh, More people are joining every day. It's a happening spot. (laughs) (laughs) No, but actually, it's been very fun. Thank you. I know. No, it's been very fun. Yeah, you can find a link on our Twitter along with links to our Redbubble for merch and our AO3 if you're curious about finding quick links to all of the fix that we've discussed so far on this pod. So I think that (laughs) is a quick rundown of all of our social media. Um, But yeah, come chat with us, hang out with us. We're having a fun time online.
0: If you have been engaging with our socials, specifically our Twitter, then you have likely seen that we are embarking on a new journey fairly soon here. Um, we are doing a little series um, about, I guess, what you could consider a fandom classic um, in terms of fan fiction. So what is that fic that is from a fandom that you have nothing to do with, but you still like know of the fic? Um, or what is like the quintessential fic for a pairing? Or what is what constitutes a classic? Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit as well. But we are going to be starting soon. We're very excited. Um, I especially am very excited. <laughs> I feel like many of these are fandoms that I really wasn't in. So I look forward to experiencing some of these classics for the first time but it's gonna be fun and
2: we hope that you enjoy it we'll have a google form up where you can submit um fix suggestions to us we'll also put up a place when we release the fic that we're doing like if you have read that fic and if you want to chime in with some thoughts um we'll have places for you to submit those as well um yeah we're very very excited we've been talking about this little mini series amongst ourselves for a long time um so we're excited to finally like get going with it
1: yeah. yeah, and like usually we keep our fix pretty short for these discussions so we can like have time to read everything in our two week increments. Um, this time, no, no like restrictions. Anything goes. no. Fear. We're gonna read like 300k fix. so <laughs> uh, yeah, just hit us up. Um, we'd love your input on these.
0: Um, like we said earlier, this episode had sort of an unintentional theme, um, which was pretty fun to get into. Next episode has an intentional theme. Oh, ho! yes. Do you want to know what it is, Reed? I do. Wow, sucks. Uh, it's a secret. It's not actually a secret. Well, it kind of is. Um, we have, we're trying something new, <laughs> Um We are going to give you the fix that we're going to be reading and discussing next episode, but it is up to you to try to figure out the theme and then check back in in a couple of weeks when we actually post the episode and you can find out if you were right or not. Let us know what your, what your guesses are.
2: Yeah. Um, on that note, Mm-hmm. Do you want to share what your fic pick is for next
0: episode? I would love to. Um, so mine is called Don't Try Demon by AO3 user Prosciutto. Uh, it's great. It is a fic for hit TV show The 100. Um, I am bringing a TV fic. Wow, incredible. Um, this you is... technically brought a TV fic this week too. I know, i was so good at this. Wow. God, I love television. <laughs> um, I have seen a good chunk of this show. Um, the pairing for this fic is Bellamy Clark, so keep an eye out. Uh, Bren, what are you bringing for next episode? Yeah,
1: I'm gonna bring a fic called Your Favorite Ghost by August Bird. It is a Steve Bucky fic, um, we've done MCU fic obviously here before, we have not done a Stucky fic though, so I'm hyped. I know we always say "stony" Till We Die, I lied though because I'm a Stucky truther. (laughs) <laughs> so get hyped R- Reed, what's your <laughs> fic? <laughs>
2: um my fic is careful the tale you tell by shine a light on me it is a raven cycle fic and it yes. is Ronan adam excited to talk about that one yeah
0: you know now that we've all shared our fics i think i'm already seeing a through line oh
2: i wonder if the ficlets can too oh
0: god
2: <laughs> Good I think luck the ficlets are gonna come up with some like really good theme. (laughs) way better
0: than what it actually yeah
2: (laughs) um there sure is a theme yes that's the most i can say about it let us know what you think it is all right well thank you so much for listening um we hope you join us for our next episode coming out june 5th um until then bye bye.